When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody. It's Mike Petralia, and it's episode 219 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at www.clnsmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter, at CLNS Media, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS Media. My pleasure to once again welcome back Chris Price of the Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com, of course, and the author of the drive for five the remarkable run of the 2016 patriots none other than chris price chris welcome back it's my honor to be with you again my friend how you been i've been very good i'm um, setting the bar pretty high for you because you are the first ever uh, repeat ho- uh, guest of the patriots beat uh, as long as i've been hosting it anyway and uh, i couldn't think of a better person to talk patriots especially on a very very busy uh, last six days since uh, we last hosted this podcast. Obviously, let's get to the big news. I mean, no no reason to waste any time right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was finally traded. He was dealt to the San Francisco 49ers for a 2018 second-round pick. It was a trade that I think, uh, Chris, maybe you might agree that when the uh, trigger wasn't pulled uh, last spring uh, before the NFL draft, you thought, well, maybe the Patriots are going to hold on to him turned out that the Patriots were waiting till that very last moment to get the best possible deal, survey the market, and then on Monday night they pulled the trigger. What are your thoughts? It's interesting because these things have to be viewed in some sort of context. The landscape consistently changes around this, and I compare it to kind of a stock deal where you know, last spring maybe Jimmy's stock was a little bit higher than it is now, and the Patriots were still hoping that Maybe it would increase a little bit higher because things like this are so fluid. You never know. You know, uh, you point to a couple of years ago when Sam Bradford went down and, you know, the the, the, the haul of draft picks that they got in return and, and, and a deal like that. So maybe the Patriots are sitting and waiting. I don't know how much stock I placed in the idea of, oh, Jimmy could get four first-rounders. But I think that was that never going to happen. If no. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the only second guess here, quite frankly, is, is, is the timing of the deal. Um, but, you know, you, you look at it on its surface, and this is a guy who brings you a what is going to be a high second-round pick, probably something 33, 34, 35, for a guy that you drafted in the 60s. And, and so I think that represents, at the very least, a positive return on your investment. And I think that the happiest people in this deal, you know how you do winners and losers, um, maybe the happiest people in all of this it, it are the ones in the media and that we don't have to continue to wait on the end game here involving Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots. What's going to happen? Is he going to resign? Is he going to go somewhere else? That whole drama likely would have played out over the course of the spring in free agency next year. So I think it's, you know, the, the story's all wrapped up and it's fascinating because when, when Jimmy was first drafted, we all wondered, okay, how is this going to play out? Is he going to be Brady their apparent? Is there going to be an awkward transition from Tom to Jimmy? Is he, is he trade bait? It turns out he was trade bait. And again, I, th- I think that, if you have a problem with it, it's more about timing than the actual deal itself. So I think ultimately 
I think it's a positive return to the investment. Um, and, and I think it, it, it was interesting the way the whole thing played out. But, you know, I, I think that when you consider the Patriots now have another number two in their coffer when it comes to next spring and in, in, in the draft, I think it's, it's, it's mostly a plus. Well, I got to tell you, Chris, uh, and I tweeted this out, uh, I don't know, half an hour after uh, Adam Schefter broke the uh, news on Monday evening. This, to me, was about money. It was about uh, the Patriots avoiding yeah. having to pay a backup quarterback a franchise tag cap number of anywhere between, I don't know, 23 and $25 million, let's call it. Maybe as low yeah. as 22.5, yeah. as high as 24.5. Th- this gets that possibility out of the way. To me, that was the number one reason this trade was made. Yeah, and it's important to note, too, in the context of that conversation, that this deal doesn't occur in a vacuum. This is not just about another backup quarterback in the NFL, that you know this deal has a long-term impact on a, on a number of levels, and that one included. You know, This is not a deal that gets done without the, the approval of ownership. Because it it is so, it has the potential to be so impactful. As you mentioned, this is you know it's 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 about money and it's about the idea that you know they tried to kick this financial can down the road for as long as possible. And I heard you on the conference call today. We were on the conference call with Bill. There was a level of resignation in his voice where he said, "Look, we just you know it just got to a point where it was not sustainable anymore, and we needed to get something in return." So yeah, I, I think that this was a deal that worked on multiple levels. There's lots and lots of things to unpack when you consider all of the ramifications. Financially, the the, the money and the cap considerations are certainly, it, it, maybe not at the top of the list, but near the top of the list. This is dangerous, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and do it because what the hell, it's a podcast. I'm going to read it. into what Bill Belichick said about he still considers, and I'm not taking this out of context, he still essentially considers Tom Brady at his age a year-to-year proposition. You heard Bill say that, correct? Mm-hmm. So let's extrapolate. If he still considers Tom Brady a year-to-year proposition, and you had a quarterback in waiting in Jimmy Garoppolo, who you presume knew the system at a very proficient to very high level, okay? My thinking would be, as Bill Belichick has always done in years past, eventually you say goodbye to Tom Brady and welcome Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's what I think. I think the Patriots' owners, I think Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, they wanted to hold on to the Brady mystique, and they and they wanted to hold on to the Brady brand for as long as possible. And if that means, you know, we ride the ship into the sunset, that's what we're going to do. Do you see that as a yeah. possible scenario of what happened here? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I, I certainly think so. And, and that's one of the things that I was kind of alluding to when I said that, you know, a deal like this isn't done without the input of ownership. ownership. Right. You, you, yeah, you, you can't look at this thing just as a as a, a trade of a backup quarterback. It, it, it has far-reaching implications, and I think that's one of them. I, I think that, you know, when you consider Brady and you consider his history here and you consider his history of the craft, and I'm not saying any of this, by way of, you know, insinuating that, you know, Bill Belichick wanted to trade Tom Brady. But this is a, this is a conversation that, that just doesn't go on in football operations. This is a conversation that includes multiple people on multiple levels. And, you know, they, they decided to pull the trigger when they did. I, I think, again, 
know, I'll go back to my original thing. It, it, it's all about timing. And quite frankly, we're not having this conversation, and you know, the events of the last 24 hours don't take place if Jimmy Garoppolo is drafted in 2015 or 2016. You know, and, and Bill alluded to it in the conference call today that you know we knew this day was coming. It was it wasn't a matter of if, but when, and so they needed to make the deal when they need. But yeah, a short answer to your question. That is certainly part of it. I, I think that's certainly food for thought when you consider this, uh, when you consider the way this whole thing played out, when you consider, you know, Bill Belichick's tone on the conference call. I don't want to read too much into that, but I do right. agree with you that, you know, that that's part of it. It, it, it is. It, this is a deal that is interesting on a number of levels, that one included. You talk to a lot of football scouts. I know you do, Chris, um, day in and day out. Their evaluation of Tom Brady – at 40 years of age through eight weeks of the 2017 season. He's one of the, still one of the best in the game. He, he, he is. And whether that's, you know, I know the joking, whether that's avocado ice cream or, you know, <laughs> whatever the case may be, he's, he's continuing to operate at a very high level. And I think there's, there's also, you know, a, another school of thought when it comes to this, that, that he was kind of spurred on a little bit by the arrival of Jimmy Garoppolo. It kind of gave him a little bit of kick in the ass. And, you know, he, he decided to, you know, take his game to the next level. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but I don't think it was completely coincidental that he's had the run that he's had over the last few years. But, but yeah, when you talk about Brady, he continues to play at a very high level, and I think that's another thing here that needs to be considered, that you have a 40-year-old quarterback who's not playing like a 40-year-old quarterback. Quite frankly, he's looking more and more like the NFL's version of Benjamin Button each and every day. He's getting younger and younger when you, you, know, when, when you take a look at him on a week-to-week basis. And so... You know, they are, again, you know, another layer to this is I think that they are relatively satisfied with the continued level of play that you're getting from a guy like Brady on a consistent week-to-week basis. So, yeah, I mean, Brady's playing very well, and that's certainly something that needs to be considered, and that's certainly something that's being talked about around the league, as you mentioned, when I talked to, you know, whether it's scouts or personnel guys. Speaking with Chris Price of the Boston Sports Journal, an outstanding columnist for the Boston Sports Journal and the author of Drive for Five, the remarkable run of the 2016 Patriots. I want to tell you about a product that I'm using day in and day out, and I love them. Harry's Razors. Are you in the market for razors? Well, if you're not using Harry's, you should be. I own a set of Harry's Razors, and I swear by them, a clean, close and comfortable shave every single morning before I walk out the door. What do I like the most about Harry's? Well, it's the way I can preserve the razor blade. You know that feeling of that razor blade always getting used up in a week or so, and it becomes dull and gross. That's not the case with Harry's because they give you a special plastic cap that you can place on each individual razor. It's a great, great feature. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash patriots. You just pay for the shipping. Why Harry's? Well, Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over 3 million guys have switched to Harry's. Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who are fed up with buying overpriced razors, started Harry's to fix shaving. They bought their own German factory with over 100 years of blade making experience to ensure the highest quality. All products are backed by a 100% quality guarantee. Harry's offers 
their blades at half the price of the leading five-blade razor selling directly to you over the internet. Claim your free trial offer from Harry's today. That's a $13 value for free. When you sign up, just cover the shipping. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and the travel blade cover, which I told you about at the beginning. I absolutely swear by that travel blade cover. It really does save you. To get your free trial set, go to harrys.com slash patriots right now. That's harrys.com slash patriots. Again, we're talking with Chris Price, an expert columnist at the Boston Sports Journal covering the New England Patriots and the author of the remarkable run of the 2016 Patriots. It's called The Drive for Five. Chris, I want to uh, get back to what else, Jimmy Garoppolo, but actually move on to a different aspect. And, and Bill Belichick was asked about this on that conference call you were talking about a couple of minutes ago on Tuesday. There were fans who were very comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo being the backup quarterback if something happened, God forbid, to Tom Brady. That's no longer the case. The Patriots have gone from two court backups to, as we record this, none. No backups. Nothing really of proven value behind Tom Brady. Now, Brian Hoyer was released as part of the deal uh, to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo, so Brian Hoyer is on the market, a free agent. Um, what do you think of the, the, the backup situation? What are the Patriots going to do next? Hoyer's the best and most obvious answer here in, in, in the short term. I think that when you consider his background, not just with Brady, but his background in the New England system, the fact they've come relatively cheap, the fact you know, you're not investing long-term money in a guy behind Brady, I, I think he, he, makes, he certainly makes the most sense. You know, if you're not going to do that, you can you can basically kind of start to kind of comb over the you know the remainder bin at uh, you know quarterbacks are us out there and you know you look at guys like Robert Griffin the third and you know I don't think any of those guys are, are, are palatable I know that there was some conversation about the possibility of Colin Kaepernick uh, and, and when you consider the fact the Patriots have never been shy about you know high profile guys uh, especially when it comes to the backup quarterback position i.e. Tim Tebow. You know, that, that's a possibility. But I think right now, when you consider everyone that's out there, when you consider the fact that Hoyer's back on the market again, I think it certainly makes sense to re-up him for the remainder of the 2017 season. And then you go into the offseason and you make quarterback a priority. This is a team that's been very aggressive when it comes to going after quarterbacks in the draft. Um, since from 2000 to 2016, I think only three or four teams have drafted more quarterbacks than the Patriots which is a remarkable stat given the stability that they've had at the position with Tom Brady. So I'd look for them to sign Hoyer the rest of the way, if they have not already by the time this podcast drops. And then this offseason, go into the market, not go into free agency, but, but, but go into the draft looking to draft a quarterback in the mid-rounds, fourth, fifth, sixth round, a developmental guy you can work on for the next couple of years. Here's something I don't think I know we appreciate this covering the team on a regular basis, but I don't think a lot of people understand the language that is required to execute the job of quarterback for the New England Patriots. This is not a system that is fly-by-night or has been installed over the last couple of years. Bill Belichick always, and Tom Brady for that matter, says it as well. This is an offense that's been 18 years in the making. And to expect a quarterback, a backup quarterback, to come in and learn that language in a short period of time that's a lot, almost too much to expect, which is why a yeah. guy like Brian Hoyer makes sense. 
Yeah, and the other thing, too, that's important to remember, that when we're sitting here, we're talking about the backup quarterback position. I know I wrote about it today for Boston Sports Journal because it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. Look, if Brady goes down, they're, I don't want to say they're screwed, but they're screwed. I mean, they're not winning the Super Bowl if Brady goes down. And so, you know, you'd, you'd finish out the year with a Brian Hoyer or whoever under center. So, so I, I think that, you know, while it's important to talk about it and it's important to, you know, discuss and you, you have to, as the team has done, you know, for the last dozen plus years, do their due diligence when it comes to that position. As you mentioned, you know, if, if, if Brady goes down, you know, it, it, the, 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 the difficulty of stepping in as an NFL quarterback, it's hard enough as it is in midseason anyway for whoever would it, it would be to come to this team. But to be able to, to get the New England offense under control, I think that'd be an awful lot to ask. So, yeah, I, I think ultimately, you know, to have a guy in there who knows the system or at least has a, a, a passing familiarity with the system. Hoyer was here for, you know, for three years before he was cut loose in favor of Ryan Mallett. I think that would certainly seem to make the most sense, especially when you're coming in middle of the season, learning on the fly, something like that. Okay. We've spent the whole podcast talking about the quarterback. Lest we forget that there were a lot of fans who were expecting the Patriots to address wide receiver situation and possibly a defensive back, defensive lineman situation, and a linebacker situation by the trade deadline. None of that happened. I'm a little bit surprised that didn't go down, and I think a lot of Patriots fans are going to be a little bit like uh, WTF with Kelvin Benjamin going to the Buffalo Bills at the last minute, and the Patriots do nothing. What gives? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, it was a little bit surprising that they weren't able to do anything. I, I didn't expect them to make a seismic move, but at the same time, I expected something along the lines of, you know, an Akeem Ayers or a Jonathan Casillas type. The move that I think that I, 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 if I'm a Patriots fan, I really would have liked for them to at least look into, and they may have looked into it, I'm not sure. But Aaron Lynch, the linebacker from the 49ers, maybe that, you know, if, if you settled for a third for Garoppolo and you got Lynch as well in return, I, I think that would have made more sense. Um, but there were a handful of guys around the league that, you know, was my understanding that were at the very least available. I thought it was interesting to hear Bill on Monday, I believe, talk about his philosophy when it comes to trades and targeting guys who have fallen out of favor. I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but fallen out of favor in other places that, you know, that, that they might look for. And I think Lynch, you know, was, was one of those guys, or at least certainly had the potential to be one of those guys. So yeah, no moves, you know, no new players here in the system. And and what Bill will tell you is that, or some others will tell you that, Hey, getting Shane McClellan back, possibility of getting Malcolm Mitchell back, those moves are akin to trades. And, And I think that there is some truth to that, but I do think that, you know, what Buffalo did, Buffalo made a statement, you know, and Buffalo was all in on this season and, and good for them. And I'm really looking forward to that December 3rd game up in Buffalo, because I think it could be a lot more interesting than maybe we initially gave, you know, gave credence to when the schedule initially came out. Don't you pass the Oneida rest stop on the New York State Thruway when <laughs> when you uh, drive there? You do. You do. Pass hey, that no, dri- you know what? You know what? I can tell you this for sure. I just got my travel itinerary for Buffalo on December 3rd, and I am not driving. Boston Sports Journal is flying to Buffalo, so no more 4 a.m. stops or 3 a.m. stops. 
in Oneida. Two fifty one, Chris. For a chicken sandwich. Yeah, two fifty one <laughs> to be exact. Um, look, I know you got to run, but f- for those wondering, Martavis Bryant and Jarvis Landry, no, those were not happening, and I'll tell you why. No, those teams are not going to give the New England Patriots those kind of skill weapons to kill them later either later in the season or if you're Pittsburgh in the playoffs that's not going to happen and that's one that thing that was when, crazy it was yeah, crazy talk right it, it it really was kind of crazy talk and you know i i just i find this time of year it's fascinating it's interesting but it's also it's crazy time as you know we've yeah. said many, yeah, many it is. times can, yeah yeah, you're you're throwing stuff at the wall. You're you're trying to see what sticks, and those you know the rumors that get out there are great. I agree with you. I, I think if you had to rank them, and and when I rank them, I mean like you know all the way down at the bottom of the list. I think that Bryant maybe had a little bit of a better option. It was a little bit of a better option for the Patriots, but even so, the, the Steelers are not going to trade a wide receiver for the Patriots. The, no the Dolphins sure as hell aren't going to trade a wide receiver for the Patriots. Are you, you know, wor- there, There's a reason. It's, so, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, are you worried about Chris Hogan and his loss? I am very concerned about that, and I'll tell you why. When Brady has gone intermediate to deep and needed a big play, he finds Danny Amendola underneath, but he goes to Chris Hogan. And I'm telling you, in that game on Sunday, he went to Chris Hogan three or four times for uh, yardage over uh, targets of over 15 yards downfield. With him out of the lineup, I'm very concerned about what the Patriots are going to do uh, going forward if he misses three to four yeah, weeks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's a domino effect with, it, with that wide receiver spot. I firmly believe <clears> that. When you don't have a Chris Hogan there, and you don't you don't have Edelman anyway, so that you know you lose something. You know everyone has to kind of move, kind of punch up in weight class a little bit and do a little bit more. But if you don't have an Amendola and you don't have a Hogan, that really changes the look of, of of what you can do as a passing game. Now they've been able to get some really good contributions from their running backs over the last couple of games, particularly in the passing game, particularly from guys like James White. But White is not an intermediate to deep threat. He is a short range make you miss guy. Who can turn a, you know, a, a quick dump off? Exactly, a guy who's in space. He's not a guy who's going to be, you know, running that, you know, the, 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 those routes that that say Hogan is going to necessarily be running, or maybe the Amendola is going to be running. Hogan more so than Amendola. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, if you don't have one of those guys, that immediately impacts everyone else on the wide receiver depth chart, and and you, you're going to need to see more from. You know Brandon Cooks because I firmly believe he's still he's still got enough short area quickness where he can be an intermediate guy and obviously break one long if need be. Um, but you know you're going to have to find something new. You're going to have to find something different. You're you're, you're going to have to be able to, to 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 get something from someone that you didn't necessarily get before. Maybe that's Malcolm Mitchell. Maybe Malcolm Mitchell comes back and he kind of slides right back into that role. We'll see. But it it is it, it's going to be interesting to see how the passing game, particularly the wide receiver spot, shakes out going forward. Okay, I need to get an update on how the drive for five, the remarkable run of the 2016 Patriots. How is it going? How long has the book been on the shelves? And how can people get a copy? It is now. It came out in September, so we're looking at, what, uh, uh, two, two months now. And the, the sales are really good. The sales are really good at this point. We don't know the specific numbers. We won't know the specific numbers for another couple of months, you know, the big picture numbers. But you look at the Amazon numbers, they're good. Um, you know, I, I've been doing signings throughout New England. We went to Nantucket. We went to Connecticut. 
Uh, we've done one on Cape Cod. We've done a couple in Metro West. You and are a Cape people are coming out. People, You're a Cape what? snob. I'm a total Cape snob. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, if I, I know could, you. I would just, I, I would, I would do all of my signings on Cape Cod. I'm a total Cape snob, man. So yeah, it's it's been going great. It it really has. The 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 response has been fantastic. The you know, the audio book is selling. It's available in you know great bookstores everywhere. It's also available online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all these websites. And I'm going to be doing more signings between now and the end of the season. We do have a limited window here because. Obviously, you know, as, as as we get further down the road, the 2016 team is more and more in the rearview mirror. So we want to maximize our time, but it's going really, really well so far. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. And here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Draft starts every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real live snake draft just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app at any time. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whichever way you like. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a, dra- a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code PATSBEAT. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using my promo code PATSBEAT on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and play for free with promo code PATSBEAT. I want to thank uh, Chris Price of Boston Sports Journal and the author of Drive for Five, the remarkable run of the 2016 Patriots. What did you go as uh, Halloween, Chris? Oh, I went as a sports writer. Yeah, so I, I, I glommed as much free food and candy and, and, and laid around did as little work as possible. So it was perfect. It was, some, some would accuse me of typecasting, but I think I, I think I really knocked it out of the park this year. So no avocado for you? No, no avocado toast. No, none, none for me. My my son went as a ninja, and he's getting to be that weird age where it's like you know you don't really want to hang out with your parents anymore. But you know you're you're not you're not old enough to be able to go oh, out with your parents. So you got to kind of shadow. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I definitely do. I, I thought uh, Tom's uh, avocado costume uh, pretty much hit it out of the park. That is who Tom Brady is, don't you think? It was perfect. I think that in Gronkenstein oh, yes. were, at least from what I saw, the two best Halloween costumes on the on the team this year. We did not see Bill Belichick's Halloween costume this season. We haven't seen it yet. There might be an Instagram from his girlfriend that might pop up somewhere along the way. We know that Bill Belichick is a huge fan of Halloween, although maybe he was preoccupied with a couple of other things early on early on today and, and, and last night that maybe kind of took his attention away from one of his favorite holidays. Stay with CLNS all day on game day, starting with the CLNS Media New England Patriots pregame show with Alex Barth a half hour before every game. Then you can catch the postgame show with Marvin Ezon and Mike Molino live after every single game on clnsmedia.com. Subscribe to both on iTunes and Stitcher. 
and YouTube now. Also get daily team updates on the Patriots Newsfeed podcast with Tyler Trudeau, which is also available on the CLNS Media New England Patriots post-game show feed. Available once again on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and the CLNS media mobile app thanks again for downloading today's patriots beat want to once again thank our guest chris price from boston sports journal chris how can people follow you on twitter i'm on twitter at c price nfl that's c price nfl you can also check out my facebook page at facebook.com backslash c price nfl you can read all our stuff the boston sports journal at boston sports journal.com and if you're not following any of those get on it today you will be the richer Patriots fan and follower for it. You can also give us a follow at Patriots underscore beat and and at CLNS media. And you can give my own personal account a follow, of course, at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. Today's sponsors were Harry's Razors and Draft.com. For Patriots content manager Mike Alonghi, CLNS media executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. This is Mike Petralia, and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice. And live on CLNS Radio immediately after every single pass game, call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the plays of the game, and everything else that is going on with the five-time Super Bowl champion. Subscribe to CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher, and the best way, download the free CLNS Media Network mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere.